1: I said what you know about it It's the stool baby Got the knees in plus And the stool baby oh. And the room a lot
2: Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast and we have my brother Chris here. Hello. And Andre Canaparo as well. Hello and welcome back, Chris. We missed you. Oh we'll yeah,
0: back. two weeks off.
2: Um, and um, we have our guest. We're in the back room of the Little Jewel of New Orleans and we're talking with Marcus from that very place. Hello, hello. Say hello. Oh, hello, hello. Hello. Um, this is, uh, we'll do a quick intro for you, and then we can get into the Seinfeld baseline. But uh, basically, you guys are a, a restaurant focusing on New Orleans-style food, and you're also a grocery store, and you're making sausages, selling po'boys, all kinds of crazy regional food and drinks and snacks from that region, Correct. and fully blowing up
3: yeah. in L.A. Yeah, so far, reception has been... Um Everything we wanted it to be, and more. So,
2: if you have not had a sandwich from this place,
0: I mean, I I feel like it's the first po' boy I've ever eaten. When I ate the oyster po' boy here, for forget the first everything time. you knew about po' boys. Yeah, no,
3: it's amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, there was not really a lot of po' boy action in L.A. before.
3: It's One th- of the reasons we came here. Smart thinking. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bad Chinatown. ones. Chinatown. There's a lot of bad yeah. po' boys. Not just L.A. It's um, it's a difficult thing to pull off. I would say, almost anywhere. It's yeah. an
2: easy. It's a simple sandwich. That's tough to pull off i guess
3: um a lot of that at least in my mind probably has to do with sourcing i would yep.
2: say oh that's what i was gonna
0: imagine first mainly, mainly a
3: bread source um i would say bread i would i would say secondarily probably mayonnaise choice but that's just me oh. Oh. i was, gonna, Go to I was gonna
2: say mayonnaise as a joke but then no no well, I'm a big mayonnaise, huge mayonnaise, mayonnaise fan. Yeah. Talks about mayonnaise probably once a podcast. And the
3: variants of mayonnaise. Is okay, so staggering.
2: do you, is does the mayonnaise that you use a secret?
3: Oh no, not at all. Would you all. You, what we do you use um, Blue Plate mayonnaise? Blue uh, Plate. Okay. Blue Plate is a uh, favorite um, in the city of New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Uh, you hear a lot of people also. I think secondarily, a lot of people would like Dukes.
4: Oh, uh, so should be another
3: one. Um, do you have Blue Plate here? I have blue plate in the store. That's correct. Yeah. Fantastic. So, what is well, different about
2: blue plate? Is it just what you grew up on, or is it is the? I mean, it's just. well, mayonnaise is similar, but it's, there's you can tell the difference if you're really
3: a fan. Uh, well, short of making your own, which is let's say the best because you have some control over what you're putting in it. Yeah. Um. It is regional. The first off, for most people, their tastes are always going to. De- you know what they grew up with what is always going to dictate uh what they like but for me i think it's a little more when i show it to other people i've lined up some of the i would say competitors uh to blue plate mayonnaise and i've noticed that there's always seem a little pink in color as mm. compared to blue blue plate which is a bright white and um with that just you know from just a precursory glance at that okay. that would indicate to me that there's more vinegar in yeah. the other ones Absolutely. And um, I think the egg content seems a little higher. I can't quantify any of this because obviously I'm not in any of the factories. But, sure. but one thing I do know is that when I was a kid, we used to go to um, a place called Rocky and Carla's, which is a fantastic, crazy Sicilian restaurant. In mm-hmm. St. Bernard Parish, just on the other side um, of the mm-hmm. Lower Ninth Ward from New Orleans. It's kind of like you go through the Lower Ninth Ward and then you hit um, Araby and then uh, heading to Chalmette. It's out there. Anyway, this place is famous place and it's full of crazy Italian people and they're making enormous po' boy sandwiches. And okay. what they used to do was they would take the mayonnaise jar, the large industrial size, mm-hmm. turn it upside down,
0: huh. kind of squeeze the bucket.
3: sides and pull it out. And blue plate mayonnaise would stand, what? so that they like could a just, jello mold, like a jello mold without with, exactly really? cranberry right? on Thanksgiving. They would, they would then wow. take the spatula and just skim off the top as they went, without it <gasps> falling. over. It n- on the? I remember that image as a kid seeing seeing that on the cutting board. No, just like sitting in deli. like a, a, in a small pan, like yeah. a, you know, like a half six hundred or sure. something like that, sitting sitting right there. This huge big. Mountain wow. of mayonnaise that they would just take a, a spatula, skim off the top to.
2: So like a like a giant wheel of parmesan that you're shaving off. A pile on. of blue plate. Define the laws of nature. This mayonnaise so, will stand. So what makes what makes it uh, what makes it do that? Um, is it is it super whipped
3: or something? Is there a bunch of air in it that keeps in it my shamed? mind? It's just um, high egg content. Yes. Um, Probably what you're saying high um, egg content. You know, I don't like to suck all the mystery out of everything in life. <laughs> yeah, sometimes right. I just say, sometimes I just say that's a superior product. And yeah, we'll let it go. But I don't but, want to demystify. But this. when you
2: when you're dealing with mayonnaise, you kind of know that all bets are off to begin with. It's not like, oh my god, this is a you know. It's like. You know it's just bad for you and you're eating it because it's delicious. So, oh, absolutely. yeah.
3: So you're kind of like eh. It's it's like the people it's in, in in the same context. The people that don't like mayonnaise, I don't even bother talking to them about it because don't it's like, get it? no. No, they don't get it and it's like it's like discussing pornography or something. They're yeah. they're grossed out by it. They don't want to know about
2: it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they're <laughs> it's, it's very so true. true. Yeah. There are, and there are, you know, for every person that doesn't like, that is repulsed by cilantro, like they say there's like a. a don't get me started so- on the oysters, oysters.
3: The people that don't like oysters.
2: Ooh. Oh. Uh, well, I guess as a man whose crown jewel could be an oyster po'boy... boy. Correct. An, an oyster denier is the bane of your existence.
3: I think one of the comments that we got once from a person who tried an oyster po boy and was disappointed was that. It was mushy, yeah. and it smelled and tasted like the sea. Oh, <laughs> oh, you it. So there you have it. <laughs> this
2: lobster tastes too much like lobster. <laughs> well, there are a lot of people who don't like oysters, man. It's not that okra. surprising. Really. Okra. Okra. Is another f-
3: one. Trip. I, Love okra. I, If you notice, all of these things have that slime quotient. and You Absolutely either like true. slime. To me, the slime <laughs> the is the funk of soul and southern food. It's the so voodoo. if you don't like that... The Maybe backbone of the like south, that. the slime.
2: Yeah, then, uh, then get out of here, you Yankees. Well, I love both, so I'm staying. <laughs> well, don't get
3: me wrong. There's uh, even in the south, even in New Orleans, I know my my own mother. She's not a fan of okra, but
1: yeah, definitely not for everyone.
3: Yeah, but I it's love not all. Not surprising, of
1: them. you know. It's a funky thing, you know.
3: There you go. I'm detecting some uh, okra fear. No, I, I fuck everything. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. no. <laughs> but, but, I, but I get it. I had a, a you know in my youth, I was the pickiest little hurt, you know just, i wouldn't sure. eat beans or anything so i have that in there like where textures this is a nation would, of people would, eating would, hot dogs would bug me out yeah, yeah.
3: nation oh. of people it's 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 food disguises that people enjoy yeah people eat anything if it's disguised in something that's innocuous
2: yeah I'm yeah in. it's a nation of people whose only meal is macaroni and cheese until they turn five like that's the only thing that they'll eat and they'll have a tantrum if you don't yeah, it's tv dinner era too. So. chicken nugs
3: you have it, yeah. it. Always surprises me. Sometimes you'll get, um, we'll get a ticket in the back, and it'll be the plain This nothing on this, and, and you, your assumption is that it's for a child. But you'd be surprised. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. Yeah. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people in there that um, I don't know how they're subsisting on like two. Uh, one guy came in and he ordered a fried shrimp sandwich with bread only.
2: Bread. Bread. So there's bread only. and fried shrimp, and that's it. For real.
3: Not wow. I understand it if they're taking it like some people get it because they want to take it to go, so they'll get the dressing and everything on the side. Yeah. They toast it out when they get home. That's mm-hmm. a way of to sort that of uh, resuscitate a fried food right, that you're right. not eating immediately. Sure, but this guy sits and wusses it down. So I don't know. Wow. Like, to me that's like the 17 saltines. But yeah, I you would, should you should send that it.
0: out with like three crayons and like a small toy car every time somebody orders that. That kind of that kind of
2: seems like. um like it's a it's a testament to how much he loves your restaurant. It's like he he loves this. He hates mayonnaise and shredded lettuce so much that he's shredded willing, cabbage. Shredded yeah. cabbage. Yeah, and and that, that's
3: another point. A lot of people insist on lettuce, and um, to, that isn't as surprising to me because the majority of places in New Orleans use lettuce. Too. Oh, okay. There's a few that don't, and I learned from them, and also in coming out here. I saw the logic of it in another cuisine, and it's sort of, I'd say, solidified my opinion on that. I would mean, in in particular, Mexican food. If you look at uh, the other, the fried fish taco, they put oh, the yeah. cabbage, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, so that's two different cultures that are doing this, or some people in those cultures are doing it, and it seems just so scientifically obvious that if you have something hot and you put it on lettuce, what's going to happen to it? It's
1: going to wilt. Wilt. Exactly. It's structurally sound.
3: Right. So if I throw something hot on cabbage, it becomes more like lettuce.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because it's
3: wilting that cabbage. It, yep. And also because we're in a town like L.A. where such a large uh, portion of our orders are delivery mm-hmm. or pickup mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the car culture in yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. That means you're going to have more time with we're it. We're all on the go. And they're not going to eat it as quickly as one might say – in other towns, where they just woof it up right there, like back where I'm from. Yeah,
2: lettuce in a sandwich has
3: a very quick, yeah, it's short lifespan. You don't span. want to see roast beef in a roast beef with gravy on lettuce. <laughs> eating no. 45 minutes later, delivered by you know uh, th- an Uber. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would look like. It looks like, like a I'd, kicked
0: in hog carcass. I
3: yeah, I, I would have <laughs> I would have people complaining and <laughs> like that's that. just not sound more yeah. what, what, um, for me really as a
2: businessman. Uh, as a as a po boy maker, what do you think makes a po, boy, po boy exactly? Like for somebody who's listening who's maybe heard of it, they've seen it, but like wh- what are your standards of a po boy, like what does it have to have to be a po boy and not just right. a sandwich?
3: Well, that's actually a much more complicated question to me um because I'm also informed by the history of the po boy or of the peacemaker before that. Oh. And are you familiar with that? No. Oh, okay, so basically Preach, Preach girl. <laughs> basically um what um what I would say rumor or myth has it. Uh originally in uh, the french quarter in such times that french were in the french quarter um absinthe was also in the french quarter and reportedly what would happen was guys would go out on these binges where they would be drinking this stuff and blacking out hallucinating and Mm -hmm. coming home several several days later my tuesdays right we've all been there i'm sure if you know we know anyone or have, have, have been anyone that has done something like that uh, the significant other is not always completely pleased about, about, <laughs> no. about so with this, And that's sam- just with vodka, let alone absent, Right, let alone absinthe. <laughs> so in this uh, little chauvinistic story that I'm telling you here, the Peacemaker was supposedly the sandwich that was going to get you back in the door ah. that, ah, that yes, you would luck. buy on the Genius. way home wrapped up. And what it reportedly was, uh, was the French, at that time using a French baguette, was probably on the hard side. Um, softened with butter, fried oysters. That's probably it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Still a sounds salt.
0: good. Still if you have that,
3: good. maybe some pickles. I don't know. Just but like the guy who comes and gets
2: the fried shrimp sandwich. Maybe he's with, a he's a purist.
3: With, well, if he put butter, butter. to soften oh, okay. the that would butter. work. Gotcha, gotcha. Some pickles. I've had that before. A lot of people do eat their pole boys with butter. I get it. Drenched mm-hmm. butter on bread. It's yeah. awesome. It, yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah. great. No greater thing. It's a good thing. Anyone that wants that, I'll make it in a second. I'm happy to make it, it, it sound awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. What happened then, so so, so that's your peacemaker, right? Yep. What happened then was over time, you have another story about apparently why they call it a po' boy is because um, there had been some workmen that were working on uh, either the roads or the or the train, I don't I don't recall specifically. But essentially they were working, they didn't have any money. And a local guy that had a deli or a shop said, Go out and give those Pullboys some sandwiches. And uh. what it was was a gravy sandwich, basically the the, the French bread <laughs> loaves with the debris gravy from roast beef or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just gravy. I've heard a million things. Yeah. This is all mythological. I don't think it's it's something that anyone can quantify. Right. Some people purport to, they argue about it back home.
0: Some secrets left undiscovered.
3: Yeah. But yeah. what I do know for sure is New Orleans being a melting pot, not unlike New York City on some levels. Um, you know, you have blacks, you have Latins, uh, you have Italians, you have Irish, you have Germans, um, There's always a new ethnic class that's coming in doing something that the people that have moved up the social ladder aren't doing anymore. We see that in Los Angeles right now. Um, So Germans started baking French bread. And I don't know what Germans know about French bread, but thankfully not much. Because (laughs) if you have the bread that I get, which is from the Leidenheimer Bakery, or if you look at the – it's uh the binder bakery. Uh my grandmother used to get binder bread, another German name. Binder bread. Mm-hmm. They they were French bread in shape, mm-hmm. but soft. That makes sense. Like the bread that I have here. Like almost like a highly processed version of French bread. bread. And I've heard I grew up in that city, I've talked to tons of bakers. No one knows how to make that bread correctly. You can search all over and try to make it wow. yourself. And The 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 idea in my mind of making that bread probably has four constraints that are economically not feasible or not not worth your time Uh or or even something you could accomplish. One would be you would have to replicate the humidity and temperature of the bakery in Louisiana, which would be asinine here in California It's one of the reasons I left that city is the humidity and (laughs) temperature. (laughs) Of sure. that. Okay. So there's that. Secondly, we always hear with white breads, if you look at like New York City or if you look at um, San Francisco with sourdough, New York with the bagels or pizza, mm-hmm. um, white doughs, water content, um, the, the alkalinity, um, you know. The, sure. So there's that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you have those two things right there. You have temperature, altitude. That's another thing.
1: Okay. The altitude so, yeah. of the place. Three feet below.
3: all, all of this. Yeah. yeah Baking, it's one of the reasons I'm not a baker. It right. is the most finicky. No, apologies to all of my baker friends out there, but honestly, if they get one thing wrong, it's all wrong. It's science. And what I like about yeah. cooking is, oh, messed up here, you can add a little sure. this, little this. Mm-hmm. There's variables where you can, something too salty, you can bring it back up, whatever. With baking, if you blew it, you blew it. So, yes. that, so there's that. And then lastly, I think probably the most... Um, Difficult thing to reproduce of that would be, I lived there my whole life, and I'm thinking, I'm from there, and I don't know anyone there that can make the bread. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that tells me, if I know any, I'm part German on one side of my family, we always go, would go to their... Christmas first because it was such a stoic and kind of quiet event. Before we went over to the Italian side, where they were fly, <laughs> yeah. you know, flying off fish the walls. everywhere, right? So I think that as a close a closer knit community, those recipes probably aren't readily available. Wow. That's that's just my opinion, sure. But so, so so bread.
2: Where do you get your bread? So how do you how does your bread come to you every day?
3: That would be an amazing answer if I could give you that. <laughs> right, it would be an unbelievable answer, but. There's still got to be trade secrets somewhere along. I that. like
2: it. Right. <laughs> I like it. Got to be some trade secrets. So this amazing bread. So oh. you said the the bakery that it comes from.
3: Um, in this uh, in this particular case, that would be the Leidenheimer Bakery. Leidenheimer, which um, Leidenheimer. They do a, they do a variety of bread. I mean, Po' Boys, uh, the the breads we get, the pistolets are ten inches. Mm-hmm. Typically, that's even a variable. Sometimes they're nine. A great name 10. for a loaf. Yeah. 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 Um, but they also would do the plantation loaf i don't know how that would go out here less, uh, less, less of a popular name yeah, less of a, a, a popular name um they would they, <laughs> take they, the slave bread off um, the one the twin the twin i remember the twins they would it would come in a plastic bag and one was bigger than the other that's sort of like the i don't know if these were like the bloopers wow. and they just threw them in but yeah yeah, yeah yeah the twins Yeah, him and i but, are actually twins. But, twins but to go back yeah, to your yeah, original yeah. question about what a pull boy is and the reason why i'm starting on this long story about bread is in mm-hmm. my mind it's the bread m- before anything. Because this bread, not to tout it so much, they, uh, I'm not trying to get anything free from the Leidenheimer bakery just yet.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so good.
3: Um, Some comps.
2: Would it kill you to send a t shirt? Yeah, well,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: You guys but, hosted the Winter Olympics. Come on, guys. It was a Leidenheimer joke. Go ahead.
3: But the. Um, <laughs> I like that show. There's a new show, right? The Lilleheimer? That detective. Oh, or yeah. It's Lilleheimer. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Um, no, but the. Um, The thing about that bread is I have experimented with it um, even with um, stuff that's not, you know, indicative or native to my culture, like – making our version of tortas, and it's incredible oh, sure. that bread is unbelievable I can put any protein on it and find a way to make that desirable so mm. so to me one of the things that makes a po boy a po boy, or or the paramount thing that makes a po boy a po boy, is the bread for sure
1: well that's so great common denominator on your menu if a, a, how many po boys do you serve and it's constantly changing the, the whole board itself what
3: are we at right now you know
1: Yes, yeah. Well, there you Eight, go.
3: I would say 18 to 20, and then on a rotating list, probably another 12.
1: And it wasn't – I didn't see a lot of redundancy. No. So, no, like, it's the bread. It's right? the bread, it makes sense. And,
3: and what's cool about that is I will sub the mayo because sometimes we will make our own aiolis. I do a shallot oh. aioli. I'll do a fien stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I tend to lend my. – I've done Asian ones when we had uh, – Chinese New Year, Ooh. we did a char su <gasps> where I did a shirasha mayo. Why did I miss it? Yeah. Oh. That could be a, and people loved it. That'd people be a great
1: bun meat bread, too. Yeah, well, I was just going to say.
3: No, no, that's funny you should mention that because one of the other things that's happening in New Orleans is amazing. And it's amazing for exactly the reason that I was talking about before with the uh, different ethnic classes and peoples of places moving in as a, as a port city. But it's a small port city. It's not like L.A. So you, sure. can, you can feel the people bumping up against each it's other It's immediate. More. Mm-hmm. So the Vietnamese culture, which has been there for quite some time. We have a lot of Viet- Vietnamese in New Orleans East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were one of the first people to rebuild like it was nothing. Oh, yeah? Um, wow. of so my favorite uh, – I, I I've gone to Vietnamese restaurants all across the country, and my favorite two places are out here in L.A. and New Orleans because they do interesting things there too. And their true. community is um, is is really is really deep there. They have a few bakeries down there that have sprung up even in the time that I've been gone. That now people, if you go to the Po'Boy Festival, which is um, every November in mm-hmm. New Orleans, strongly advise anybody that enjoys oh, yeah. Paul Boy sandwiches to go to the Paul Boy Festival. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Una before we started the uh, restaurant so we could get a taste. I think how many people were there? It was like ten. Close to hundred thousand people. That's a lot of people. Oh, that's yeah. a lot of po'boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Oak Street. One day? It's Uptown New Orleans. Um, I think it's two, It's either one or two days. Dang. We went in early. They they they, they, they kind of make them smaller. They, they they make them so you can taste. I was many hope so. Bit. That makes sense. But all the all the stars are there, and the Vietnamese are out there. Mm-hmm. Viet's are banging out their bun mi on their bread, and there are some places that are New Orleans Boy places that only use the Vietnamese bakery because oh. they like their bread so it's huh. not it's a great well,
0: The yeah the cool. banh
3: mi is a great bread
2: yeah. yeah down down here in chinatown where you're located is where i feel like all the best banh mi sandwiches in la are i mean outside of
3: outside of orange county yeah outside um, of
2: orange I county
3: i i i agree with that but there are f- there are a few in san gabriel valley right yeah. I mean, I mean sure. yeah, without,
2: yeah. without traveling without traveling to but, the but and, I and the and the po boy is is very similar to the bon mi in terms of materials and price that crunch depending on you know
3: well unfortunately po neo. boys even in new orleans have uh po boys are not po anymore no not, not by any means anytime you're using that heavy amount of seafood it's one of the things with us um makes sense i a lot of times people will complain, obviously, because they're informed again by a food structure where they're getting two dollar tacos or one dollar hamburgers. Yep. Mm. They see a fourteen or fifteen dollar sandwich, they freak out initially. First thing is we jam these sandwiches. I would rather give someone a ten inches of an overwhelmingly fat sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then be like yeah it's it's a bit it's a bit dear, it's a bit pricey, but you're gonna get your money's worth then for me to do what I've seen here in l a before, give you a five or six inch little thing and charge you eight dollars that's mm-hmm. yeah. no one's satisfied by that that's underwhelming and yeah. it's not representative of what you
2: don't want to limp in you want to give it the full yeah right
3: it's this people may try to say otherwise, especially here in California of a way to do it, but I apply this even to the vegetarian fare that we have here, and we do have quite a bit, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It should still be gluttonous. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know the veggie crowd really misses out on that. I've had so many of that crowd come to me and go, "Thank God you make this sandwich," because they're used to getting you know millet on a plate or yeah, um, yeah. You, you, know, you go like hungry a lot. Some sort of very small. You know, meager sustenance. Whereas here, they can come and actually have that same sort of American pig-out food You need experience. to feel like a piece yeah. of shit, everyone. Exactly. A else, even exactly. When you're, a vegetarian. <laughs> you're gonna die too. You're gonna. <laughs> too. You, I don't
1: get a salad when I'm hungover. I mean, no. Vegetarians drink too, man. They, they do.
3: Uh, th- we did. <laughs> they, you know what? They have to. Yeah.
1: They have to. Were you, did you ever have a vegetarian run? You, I had you, a vegan you, run. We were yeah. We had a. We certainly had a vegan. I was I gonna had a say raw vegan. all three of us. that's a bummer. Do it. Leaving it's New it. Orleans, Man.
3: well You know, that'll do it too. You. you know when? That's a good time to p- become vegan. When you leave New Orleans, like that, <laughs> stuff, <laughs> yep. maybe recovering from like 15 to 20 years of of you know good living. Yeah, probably a good idea to do that purge yeah 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 um Switch. it wasn't a bad idea for me i enjoyed it we, um man, i did it for 10 years
1: but our my blue plate because our associated properties when we were growing up when we were making our own sandwiches we ate v- uh v- veganaise so yeah. that was so that's just like this you know i don't mind this, uh, it
3: it's, and that's the, we see? put it on our french fry po boy sandwiches that's right vegetarians veganaise really our french fry po boy sandwiches two types of cheeses mushroom gravy leidenheimer bread Ugh, In abundance, because so it's, it's pretty and well probably, seasoned. Sounds
2: uh, so good. How much does that cost?
3: What is that going, Una? How much is the vegetarian? It's like eight, eight, now?
2: eight, bucks. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Yeah. Una is the good.
3: mathematical brain of of this equation. Yeah. All creative. That's great. Front What's of house, right there. <laughs> handling it all.
1: Hey. Uh, <laughs> how you do. It's <laughs> a lot to handle.
3: Um
2: speaking of your creative brain, are you with this type of cuisine that kind of has the very old school style preparation of the southern southern cooking, are you doing any modern techniques here?
3: Um well,
2: you got the sous vide, yeah? what's going on?
3: Um I
2: <laughs> You're dehydrating some None of that. No, pickles. I wouldn't say that. I
3: would say I'm doing what's something? modern to me or what's what's different to me is um if I grew up basically learning how to cook from an Italian or Sicilian perspective, Mm -hmm. and then relearning from Cajun, French, and Creole-style cooking, which there's a variance there. Sure. And then coming out here and then eventually going through, loosely speaking, a a classical French train program. Yeah. Um, what What I would say that I'm doing differently than what people are doing back home is it's just it's just maybe a little more french like french french mm-hmm. and a little more um technique and what i would mean by that is we're using pretty looking sausages cuz now i've had proper charcuterie classes mm-hmm. um so we can we can make nice things um I'm using a, uh, they don't really use, there's, there's some places in New Orleans that bump it up and make it a little fancy, mm-hmm. but you know, we're using sauces, aiolis, sure. different type of dressings, um, the grilled peppers, but even still, those are just accents, they're still based upon essentially country or poor folk, you know, poor folk food. Mm-hmm. That's, that's still at the core of what we're doing. So, like, for instance, one that I would be doing like that. that, that, that. Um, when, when I was a kid, I remember there was a craze in the 1970s of uh, mushroom Swiss hamburgers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right? Sure. Yeah, yep. The sure. gravy. And then later, fast food places started doing mm-hmm. knockoff versions of that. It was sort of like the baked potato, the dress baked potato in the 70s sure. was a huge thing. Well, anyway, I always loved this. And I always wanted to do a completely tricked-out version of that. So here at the Little Jewel on the regular menu, I start off with some Fienaer Bayoli on the Leidenheimer bun. Just light, light shredded cabbage, little green onion. Um, then we take what I call black onions, which is when I take white onions and burn them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. Then we
3: salt them with uh, – when not salt them, we use – I like slap your mama. I don't know oh, you Yeah. Know that. Okay. I give it quite a bit of the hottest one in the the red uh, the red can. On top of that, we make a um, cremini mushroom. Uh, we use organic cremini mushrooms, and I make a gravy out of that. And then we put that on top of two medium rare cooked Wagyu beef patties with Gruyere cheese. That's Cut those so there's four pieces. Line them up. Cover it with gravy. Definitely. I mean, it's ridiculous. So that's what we're getting on the way out of yeah, here. Yeah, that right? wouldn't be a bad idea. Recording it's, become thing. A, it's become a favorite, everyone that's had it. And that is something that, of course, no one was doing that in New Orleans, at least when I was there. And huh, right. That, that is the product of me being, you know, in a kitchen with uh, fancier stuff. Yeah. So, so you, it's a great
1: example. Me, at the heart, it's just like a funky, I mean, just patty milk. Salisbury steak, and it's sure. like, it's a trip, but but it's know? still. But at yeah. the end of the day, we're, what it's... are we
3: talking about? It's still a mushroom cheeseburger. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. No. So, yeah. it still is. We're just using, and I think that's.
1: It's the technique, like says.
3: I think that's when, if you're taking it from something that already existed and you're bumping it up, you know, you're 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 making it. It's you're, at least informed by something that was good in the first place. Whereas what I see, a lot of places when they do try to do things like. Pull boys, and maybe they're not as informed by the culture. They'll pick things that that don't have um, any rhyme or reason to them, mm-hmm. and that are not informed by any cultural tradition. That's what I think of California a lot with cooking. No offense to, mm-hmm. but, no, but that's
2: but, how we do it here, buddy. Well, and <laughs> it's, and, it's and, true, though.
3: and 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 there are, and that's how you find a lot of happy accidents. But oftentimes yeah, sure. you're talking about something that's just. Um, a trendy ingredient like I remember when the uh, foie gras ban got lifted everyone was like oh, are you gonna do pork?" I was like absolutely not yep and the reason why I'm not is because everybody and their grandmother is gonna do it mm-hmm. because now they get to finally stop you know experimenting with calf cheek or bacon or whatever the hell they were doing for the last <laughs> two years before that yeah. nothing yeah. against those things but I think um, there's just so many nice traditions that are either forgotten or can be enriched yeah, so I'm not, you know, an incredible fusionist.
0: Not
2: chasing the trends. Well, the real deal, Holyfield here at Little Duel. <laughs> when you, um, so you got to take this idea from your childhood of like, hey, I really love this thing, I want to make it my own, and then you created this new thing completely, and you're you've reached a point where you're happy with it. Have you done that with any other kind of childhood favorites, or like at, at a certain point in your? in your cooking career where you're like, I really want to do my version of this. And then oh, now I see, that see, I have, now I have a restaurant of my own and I have the means to put out whatever I want. Like I've created this awesome thing that I love and it's what I make when I want to impress my friends. I'm drunk. This sure, is like, this sure. is like the the grand slammer. Any, any of those desserts fit into that category <laughs> potentially?
3: Well, sure. I mean, you mean that we have out there? Right yeah. The oh, um, desserts are amazing. Yeah, of course too. we have the standards, the, the bread puddings, the, uh, uh, banana puddings o- on desserts i am a, a severe traditionalist and that's because you can't find a lot of it out here mm-hmm. and because my focus isn't on desserts i have to pick and choose the ones that you know i don't have a lot of them have yeah. like five or six at any given time i can name five good. or six ones that we can make all the time
4: you know two types of bread
3: pudding uh, uh pecan pie Sweet potato pie, banana pudding—we're already there. I mean, that's, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Those are those are those are Southern staples when done right. More than enough. And and there's not a lot of it. So, I mean, in terms of availability out here on the West Coast. So I, I'm not as creative with it as maybe I will be. But on that note, we are going to be having some. Uh, fried pillowy donuts here soon, Ooh. which is one of the dearest things to my heart is um, it beignet yes sir
1: oh dog
3: yeah i worked at um about time a lot of people i was a waiter briefly at the cafe du mon oh ago.
1: you d- really at du mon and everyone is always impressed, wow. by that. Everyone is impressed
3: by that but quite honestly to me that is the tourist place I'm yeah sure. okay a lot of sure. people are all mad at me here but yeah, morning yeah. call morning call is the local beignet spot Morning some call. people there will even disagree with me but i'm sorry you're wrong <laughs> now do um, you do you feel that cottonseed oil is an integral part of the beignet i don't even talk about beignets okay, okay. Made. Okay. <laughs> um, i don't even talk about them beignets are something beignets one i will say one thing about beignets um Everyone should stop making them stuffed with everything until they can make one correctly, flat sense. out, number yes. one. Mm-hmm. Number two, a beignet should be consumed within two to three minutes of it being out of the grease. There's not enough time to stuff it with anything. Yep. I know that people do savory stuff. The the, the savory beignet or the filled beignet, the, the problem with the logic of that is the beignet, sure, it has a inside hollow center, that doesn't mean it has to be filled with anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfectly fine with just a little powdered sugar, tip in a coffee cup. God damn. Um, Chicory coffee. Or there's a thing that we used to do um, at Morning Call um, called slits. And it's when you take a circular, like a pizza cutter, and you cut yeah. shark-like gill vents in the side, sides and you know the surface of it. Okay. Up and down. And what happens is, is that, that makes sticks that you can break off. You see what I'm saying? Sure, right. yeah, yeah. 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 They, they wiggle out and they make these sort of curved sticks that you can then dip in the coffee. Easy dippers. Sort oh. of like, uh, yeah, sort of like uh, the egg and soldiers thing, but with okay, but with coffee and <clears> fried <throat> beignet so dough that gets super crispy and um, more
2: surface area to hit yeah, the more grease. frying right. surface area. And, so then,
3: and that would bring up the, the, to to. To finish on beignets right yeah. there because I'm about to do it and I'm not even going to say a thing about them until we do them. Cool. Um, one of the things that I've always liked about them is they really are a bang for buck equation. They're not that expensive to make. They fill you up. They're social. Everyone's happy to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be glad to, when we have them here in Chinatown because also um, Asians – uh chinese uh the vietnamese did too they have a donut that's kind of similar so i'm mm-hmm. interested in seeing how they vibe off of our sense.
2: yeah, yeah, of yeah. Our are correct. you guys already open for breakfast
3: not yet that's the next step of so you're gonna
2: doing. when you when you rolled out the beignets you're gonna be doing we're gonna bre- do some
3: breakfast i'd say a limited breakfast line and probably um probably some of course some southern staples that people would be expecting yeah, that yeah, peynets, yeah. Eggs, what do woods And griots, that kind of stuff. I mean, you oh. could just do coffee
1: and beignets straight up, and you. One be of my favorite heads. things
3: is uh, poached boudin, mm-hmm. that you lightly grill after, and then you either poach some eggs or fry some eggs and put them on top, and you cut that yolk into it. Mm. Fresh mm. boudin, boudin being a rice sausage. Yes, um, we do boudin blanc here. Uh, boudin noir is not exactly legal in California, so that won't be happening.
2: Because of the blood, is that a blood rice? Um, it is. It's
3: because of the freshness of it, the temperature of it. I think there's. I'm not even specifically sure why it's not allowed, but um, it isn't. I know that. Yeah. Um,
2: Um, on your like, you guys are are as much of a grocery store market as a restaurant. What do you What do you think the the percentage of sales you guys have is just off of selling groceries? Well. Compared to your restaurant food sales,
3: it changes by the day. On the weekends, people shop more. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I have this this format, uh, grocery deli, um, and indeed one of the reasons I did this restaurant. I mean, it's clearly a, a a grandiose concept for me to try to pull this off, and it it has its its reasonings. I would say. I think I think part of it was. When I went back to my hometown after this storm, I mean, every New Orleanian says this. This is almost cliched at this point. I don't want to um, drag you through For a Katrina memories. Yeah. But, but one of the things why I decided to to do this or why, why it started uh, working in my mind was when I went home on several occasions. And as I saw the city change with new residents, and of course, they should be new residents. You need fresh eyes after something like that. Um mm-hmm. I noticed a lot of the things that I grew up with and took for granted, um, were disappearing. The, the, the corner store, specifically the ethnic corner store, which was either the Irish or the Italians or the little restaurants like Uglasich's or all these other places, they were closing down and it was because the kids were moving out. People were bailing. The people that were moving in weren't the same people. They'll have their own histories but mine was starting to dissipate. And this is something that I know enough about that I could do. And I was one of these people in L.A., like so many New Orleanian or Southern transplants that sat and complained all the time about mm-hmm. all this whack, you know, Southern mm-hmm. food that people were trying to, trying to make. And it's difficult. Again, like, if you're not informed by it, it's tough to get this stuff. I, I, we have to go through... So many hurdles just to get these small town companies to even ship stuff out to us because they're like, why do you want to do that? You're calling someone <laughs> yeah. out in the middle of like St. Marksville trying to get a box of stuff. It can take weeks at a time. And it's not like so much of our modern culture where you can just call up like Cisco or Costco and get this stuff. I have to call the actual places and find a way to get them out here. So there's a lot of reasons why it's difficult to do this. So I don't, I don't fault places for not getting it right. Sure, But in my mind, learning cooking from my grandmother, who passed away um, 2003, a couple years before the storm, I always heard her voice saying to me, well, you know how to do it. You do it. Uh. (laughs) So it became a thing that to go to this ridiculous detail of making it look like the markets that I grew up in were around was in a way, I mean, obviously something that helped heal that aspect of my life
2: you're 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 taking that flag and planting it here and now or or maybe a tree is a better reference
3: yeah i mean i don't feel like obviously there's going to be people that are going to be like you know what the hell are there's always going to be certain elements of people that are going to see any type of new culture as a cultural uh incursion of another culture we we hear here in los angeles um you know obviously We've heard some gentrification comments <clears throat> when we came in being the only, you know, pale faces. And, right. Well, at least me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> not, not Una. In fact, Una's Korean, and when we first uh, came into this neighborhood, some of the local uh, businesses weren't, I would say, incredibly friendly. They were curious, I would say, and mm-hmm. maybe you got a little stink eye, but as more people found out what we were doing... This would be actual Chinese people that are in this area. Yeah. Yes. Um, they were fine and and relieved that we were not yet another Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a perspective that... So
2: they're like, fuck, finally somewhere I can get a sandwich for lunch. Yeah.
3: Well, it, every, I think it's so hilarious often when I'll, t- I'll talk to people who are, um, for lack of a better word, more westernized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their assumption is that the people that you're around want everything to be like them too. I mean... Th- yeah, that's crazy Is that fact. saying that Chinese people don't appreciate variation just as much as you know some white people? But yet white people will say, "Oh yeah, they're going to gentrify Chinatown. It's going to be all screwed up." And it's like, well, it's kind of like the same deal with. Um, I don't think there's going to be any shortage of taquerias in Los Angeles either. In you know Boyle Heights, no. Right. I mean, you might get a couple of streets where things are trendy for a minute, but there's still. I, I would find, I would find it hard to believe that los angeles would suffer the same fate as let's say san francisco or new york simply because we are an industrial corridor from downtown to long beach
0: yeah completely
3: it's an enormous it's like the biggest goddamn city i've ever lived in Mm -hmm. you fly into this thing and you look at it and you think if it was my task to be okay gentrify that (laughs) i mean that it's just—it's laughable to me. Yes,
1: so, This city is un- undefinable. Really. Yeah. <clears throat> it is undefinable. It's—it's—it's
3: it it's, it's this monstrosity, you know, of of, of 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 anything ethnic neighborhoods running up against other ethnic neighborhoods, and like there'll be a hardcore and then like soft edges yeah. of 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 you know cultural cultural blending. Like you hear the stories about the the Chinese. Bakers, I forget which one it is, but they make the quinceanera cake and they've been doing it. Yeah. for Like, because so there was no right. Mexican bakery in that neighborhood. I mean, I never heard stories like that so much where I grew up. So yeah. LA is very interesting in that sense. And the idea in my mind of why we were able to set up here the way we did would be if we're good, we'll make it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. If we're good, we'll make everything. it. It'll be yeah. apparent to everyone. If we're not good, you know, if we're just some. Yet another antiseptic Los Angeles over-architectured, you know, bland food place with a name like, you know, Spring and Ord or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Maybe you know, don't even get me started on that. Sorry, well, everyone. Yeah. With you got
2: me to eat here three times in a week
3: well, when yeah. I
0: first
2: tried it. So Yeah. um, go, Going back to uh, saying that you wanted to make this place look how your childhood memories of sure. a corner store looked. How how good does it feel when you finally build this and then all the transplants from New Orleans who are here now walk in and are like, Oh my god, everything oh, I they thank
3: me every day. Yeah, they, I mean shit. it must I mean people walk up to me and every shake single my day hand. you must have, oh, have that experience. It's unbelievable. That that is that's something that I'll be quite honest, I probably did this for much more selfish reasons, much more to remind me of it on a daily hmm. basis, because like I'm calling my mother up and other people back home to send me all this stuff. So now I have trade routes to my place. I can get all this stuff whenever I want, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. That's like a New Orleanians dream to have, or anyone that's from anywhere, right? If you can have access apps, to your stuff or yeah. you know, coming out to you, it feels great. That's a, that's a great thing. So those were probably primary in my mind, but it, it didn't hit me until, I guess, about Maybe two or three months in when we started getting people were like coming up and like looking at me, like shaking my hand and saying thank you. And they yeah. drove in from like Simi Valley or something like that. Really? They are like from Gretna or Marrero or somewhere in New Orleans back where I'm from. Yeah. And it's uh, – and that – I mean that's the best compliment. It's one thing to be a chef or a cook, right? Let's say I'm a chef and I'm going to dazzle you with my culinary artistry mm-hmm. or, or my plating or whatever and not to demean any of that because I have respect for the people that do that I am uh, more a country and slow food purveyor so we're not architectural in the slightest Mm -hmm. but I appreciate it and I enjoy it on a regular basis but for me what scratches my itch is if I can take a way of introducing time and place to someone that is either A. experienced it B. never experienced C. grew up with it and all of those people the full spectrum of it love it
0: Mm-hmm. That's
3: that is something that, to me, is better than, I would say, just the egotistical stroke of you be admiring, you know, my finesse with or my knife skills or whatever yeah. or, right. or, or any yeah. of the things I mentioned before. Not to take away any of that, I'm just saying for me personally, um, translating. Because think about it, food, at least in my mind, food is another way of communication it's communication again of of memory of time of place of culture so if i'm doing that effectively then that is i would say something that is not only selfless in that you're giving you're giving to another person but that you're also being able to teach those people what it was you learned too yeah and there's nothing better than that for me well, as as a chef. That's
1: what it felt like when I walked in. It's like I recognize none of the details because I have no reference. But sure. then I also have complete reference of how I feel when I walk into this. Like it's just this could be anywhere at the same time. It's it's, it's like this perfect bodega deli vibe that everybody has like their equivalent of this in their hometown. Like sure, that's what I have in my mind there is eye. an
3: ethnic version or a, of, of, a local version of yeah. this just happens to be mine you could be
1: slinging pizzas this could be you know that's, you could, that's
3: why with the sodas we one of the things in, that we are different than let's say a local New Orleans joint is that like all of our coolers are stuck with all these crazy sodas kombuchas. And stuff and regional stuff and kombuchas yeah. and whatever that's because whatever it is that people i know what i know what my touchstones to my nostalgia and my historic past are but i don't necessarily know what everyone's are so if they have one and they're like oh have you ever had yeah. the rock and rye fago soda we used to drink that then i want to get that for those people to have while i'll enjoy yours while you enjoy mine kind of thing that's good is
1: everything if you
2: if you have your specific type of new orleans food and snacks and all that stuff and then to have every kind Beating of
3: pockies while drinking a kombucha while having a yeah, and that's
2: one thing that you can you know you just get a big ass refrigerator and there's there's room for all the regional specialty right. sodas in in America sure and beyond to just slide in it's there and then you like, I mean, because when right, you okay. walk into this place <laughs> and and even a gator <laughs> yeah, but when you walk into this place you feel like when you go to like those old time nostalgia candy shops they're like oh my god they have all the rock candy like all the stuff that you were used to and then when you have that one soda that's all that's all sure, you need sure because
3: because some for instance we didn't drink cheer wine in new orleans we drank uh delaware punch and pop rouge and all this kind of stuff but i've had stuff from other smaller you know my grandmother she worked at a brewery she worked at jacks brewery which new orleans probably in the 30s and 40s had about five or six breweries jacks being one of them <laughs> and mm-hmm. every town in america had that Mm-hmm. And every town in America had their regional little snacks of course and had their regional sodas. And for me that's the kind of fusion I'm interested in. I'm interested in the fusion of nostalgia. That's yeah, interesting 100%. to me because we already know those things have a storied past and a tradition. So if I can get a Houston kolachi, I'm thinking of even making kolachis. I don't know. If
0: you oh, kolachis are so good. I don't know what a kolachi is.
3: Uh-huh. It's a sausage in a donut basically. Yeah, it's
0: like Woo! a breakfast thing.
3: Sounds Sausage in a donut, rather. Okay. So, um, Russian. Yeah, and um, there's all these things that are in different parts of the country where people have their own, like, Little Debbie-type snacks.
2: Yeah. Right. Tasty um, cake, what have you.
3: I admit to many people listening, this sounds like, oh, we're talking about, you know, the fusion of America's crap food. And they would be correct. <laughs> uh, yeah. They would be correct about that because those are the – the. It, I, I know we do stand out with a lot of Los Angeles – restaurants because people will come in here that are interested in lots of food and I've even had people say stuff like, Well where is this sourced from or where is this? Like thinking that they're going into yet another. I'm like, this is unbelievably processed. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the most processed thing you're ever gonna have. Yeah. You're gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and and that's because um that's how we are different than than I'd say a lot of the things that are going on with food in LA. We are I, I would say even gleefully admittedly um, we don't want you to eat this stuff every day.
2: Yeah, man. Right. Come in and
3: see us a lot, but not not too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, true.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, LA's residents will work that out for you. There, we're yeah. all. You You'd know. be
3: surprised, though. Uh, you would be surprised. No, I mean, yeah,
2: we all we all try to eat fairly healthy and cook healthy, and we do too. The first, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could not eat this every day, but yeah. the first time we came here, we came here again two days after that, and then again oh. two days after that.
3: It's comfort food. And yeah. you know, but, we,
2: but, had to, we had to pump the brakes. Like, yeah, but I, I exercise
0: and eat healthy
2: so I can come here and get an oyster Poi Boy, boy yeah, yeah. with French
0: fries and gravy. Like, <laughs> that, that, I that's work
2: hard, hard reward, in the gym to be able to eat all this, yeah. all these cheesy curls. Seriously. For a lot of
3: people, it's just because of the newness of it, I think. You know? Yeah. Like, they, they no don't reference. have access to it. But, I, but then again, I know when I lived there, I ate it all the time, too, so <laughs> I don't know if that's... There's just a little bit of an epidemic going on over there. But I tell <laughs> yes. you one thing when I was there, no one was drinking kombuchas with the. Yeah, oh, that's no. right. Maybe oh, that's yeah. like making yeah, it the I'm room. sure they <laughs> still are not drinking a ton of kombucha. Aiding the digestion of
2: those, those they, sandwiches. They could use a booch down there, huh?
3: Yeah, they could. Maybe, <laughs> that, maybe that's my next idea. <laughs> yeah. take, 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 take the California. Some Bayou booch. Uh, they, they, if there's one thing they don't want down there, it's that. I can tell All
2: right.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bizarrely, my one good friend from New Orleans that, I, that lives here makes. It? fucking
3: mean kombucha from, sure. from scratch of the crib sure. but if you notice <laughs> he's moved away from that. yes he sure has <laughs> yes. oh
0: there's a lot of distance between yeah. him and there his grandmother in new orleans did not teach him that kombucha
3: skill they they were um they had something i don't know like in the last six months where someone referenced something in a new york times article about no one in new orleans you know being hip to kale or something like that you wouldn't even believe the the press that got in the city of the pro kale people, the people that are bringing kale in this city, are fucking it up. And like that's <laughs> a, a, a real topic. You and your California kale are coming. Tr- trust me, I know tons of people like that. Huh. I'm sure, yeah. yeah, tons of people. I don't want to see any of that shit at all. Yeah. Don't even bring a, an inch of it. are huh. not appreciative of it,
2: even and if it's fried.
3: That's localism, right? Well, protect
2: well, the Fifth Ward, y'all. You you are saying that you don't eat this type of food every day. Uh, what? What restaurants around LA do you enjoy? What where, where are you eating at?
3: Um, where am I eating right now? Well, I've always uh, enjoyed Korean food to to, mm-hmm. a, to a ridiculous yeah, yeah. extreme since I moved here. When I when I first moved to yeah. LA, it's funny if you are a New Orleanian, one of the first things they say. To you, when they find out you're leaving, is like, well, what are you going to eat? Like that big of a People, people <laughs> yeah. actually think like, how are you going to survive? You know? Tucking a sausage you know, like, in your pocket cause, cause on the plane for the plane have, like, ride? On to Nebraska or something. Not to pick on people from right. Nebraska, but an example. Yeah. Um, we always like, pick on like, Nebraska. Oh God, the food. You know, that's like one of the first <laughs> well. things they say. Uh, they, I, even, even after Katrina, after, after leaving that, they were like in Houston for a few weeks, and like, we got to get the hell out of here. You know, and that's just <laughs> even little, in Houston. <laughs> yeah, even Houston. I mean, and. And don't get me wrong, the ones that stayed have actually brought better cuisine. to I love scene.
2: that, though, <laughs> for sure. I love that pride in your hometown cuisine, and like yeah. we're the best, and that's it. And I well, think that's awesome.
3: That's that's been the point of view forever. It's not been you know, it's been poor, crime, no money. But goddamn it, we got the best food. That's yeah. And if their yep. food sucked, they wouldn't. It would be wouldn't... hard to argue with them in terms of regional cuisine.
2: Yeah, if their I food mean, was shitty, cuisine, no, they wouldn't be they so proud. It.
3: They don't have it because they don't have. But for, like, a homebred local cuisine, he, they are. They are
0: their own ethnic cuisine. They
3: are. That's right. Which, so is, which is another. I'm glad you touched that. That's one of the other reasons why it's so hard to make this food if you're not informed by the culture of it. Sourcing. Uh, it would be like if I. Wanted to open up a Japanese restaurant just because I like the taste of sushi. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not really the same thing. No, you're not going to pull um, it off. So, again, to answer your question, uh, we like uh, Jebudo. Jebudo? Is that how you said it? Yeah, uh, right. That is the live seafood barbecue. What? Oh. Live. No. It's on the Western
4: and like Beverly? Or thereabouts really? above a little north of Beverly. Okay. And like once you get to like the woods, like, like Rosewood or Oakwood, Oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. It's really? right there in like this like little rundown strip mall. It looks like a total dump with the Jay Buddha. J, J- Budo? J-Budo. Yeah. J-Budo. I think it's J A E B U D O, I believe.
2: And so they do live seafood barbecue. Yeah, it comes
4: out like you can get various sizes of trays and comes out. There's like abalone. There's there's uh oysters. There's clams. There's mm-hmm. yeah. There's, uh, just <laughs> just and they're all the wiggling. Fire. They're climbing. all wiggling, and you put climbing. them on the fire, and they start popping. wiggling even more. And yeah.
3: damn. damn, they give you a white Michael Jackson glove, one uh, glove uh, that you hold because you're holding hot shells. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the shells are like popping on the grill. Oh, you and then they have all, so it's like the barbecue, Korean barbecue equivalent, but all live seafood. Damn, I can't Incredible. believe I've never had that. Incredible. Yeah, it's, I, really it's open until like 2 a.m. or something. Get, 2 a.m.? And it's, faster. as yeah. is the best the best Korean yeah. establishments, it's, it's a drinking place. It's known for drinking too. Right. So people are just getting sure. hammered. Soju's going doing. down. Right, right. Yeah. And, it's, and it's nothing fancy. We like that. Um, what's the other Korean place oh. that we like a lot?
4: Which is on sixth and like Alexandria or thereabouts about p- across the street from the Chapman Plaza. Okay. And it's also in a strip mall. Okay. And it's um they do like Korean stews, like really traditional. Um, like casseroles, stews, mm-hmm. like really hearty stuff. So oxtail. you'll have yeah, like oxtail, uh, like braised oxtail, braised. Uh, pork, uh, pork with like ripe kimchi stew.
3: Mm. Uh, the bone and marrow reducing to stickiness at the bottom mm-hmm. that you eat. This is, this is um, like just, I I only see like it's like mamas up in yeah. there that are running that. Yeah. It's like yeah yeah. You go in there. It's open late, very spicy. Um, at least the the oxtail. 24 hours as well because wow. for us woo, we for us to eat at restaurants we're here all day so yeah. our, our dining excursions start no earlier than 9.30 so yeah, yeah. K-Town the That's reason perfect. why it's probably Korean heavy and Thai heavy at least in what we, we eat is because those are the places that are open those places have a fantastic business model I don't know what is wrong with the rest of the regions I mean I understand why we close because we open early mm-hmm. and we're open all day yeah. Like, LA is just the king of the six-hour restaurant. I like, yeah, don't it is that at all. Like,
0: but that's why Koreatown also is is so popular with chefs. I mean, you talk yeah. to a lot of chefs in Los Angeles. They're like, I'm going to Koreatown. Or San Gabriel because Valley. We're, yeah, or yeah, San Well, for food-wise, San Gabriel Valley, but hour-wise, it's like not only is the food fantastic in Koreatown, but like you said, like, okay, I just finished up service. No, it's, it's, competition. it's 1230 at night. It's one in the morning. Like, well, you got to think about it. It's the
3: largest, the largest amount of korean folk i guess what in the united states in the country in the country and outside of, outside of korea. korea so outside of korea. they're not going to yeah. tolerate crappy food no which is wonderful i mean if it's not good the place closes up yeah i love that about korean places where if it's good it's packed and the place next door is not good they're closing down that's it yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to stay around because they had a cute name like you know like uh sixth and you know or- alexandria <laughs> <laughs> Western and Olympic. James
2: Woods and <laughs> <laughs> James James Woods. yeah, James Woods. It's a little wordy. That makes sense. Okay, Korean. Yeah, so, yeah mean, Korean is Korean. We're, we favorite? are huge. This, yeah, everybody
0: here on this couch on this podcast we, loves Korean. We food. had a Korean we, food podcast. We did. It's also the best translation,
3: food. I think, for people that. It, Two types of people in the world, right? With food, spicy and non-spicy. That's like a big thing. Yep. Um, if you're not spicy, then I, I can't even relate in the slightest. I'm sorry. I know that sounds prejudicial, but I don't know what to tell you. I'm sure there's a, <laughs> I'm sure there's some fantastic porridge restaurants in Beverly Hills or something. That can, <laughs> That's
2: a lot of oatmeal. But but yeah. the, the awesome part about Korean food and how in Koreatown in L.A. is we know a lot of Korean restaurants. We eat there all the time. She just named two places yeah, I've exactly. never heard of. Yep, same. And there's a hundred other restaurants that sure. are mind no. blowing that you guys have never been to, and it's just it yep. just never and, ends. And,
3: and that's L.A. in general. Yeah. I, I am amazed that I have. i lived here what 18 years now. Really? I've aggressively gone to find. I, before I was working in this restaurant and decided to go back. I was uh, to to go back in the cooking. Um, I was in production, like so many other people yep. here. So the days, babe and I worked for a um a Vietnamese music video and live performance uh uh DVD maker basically. She Ooh. she she put on these live shows, casino shows all around the world. Um when you go to Vietnamese restaurants and you see these singing women mm-hmm. on the television and these like really heavily well oh, yeah, yeah. well lit productions. I worked for a company that does about 85% of those. Um Dang. and cut your teeth i I spent a lot of time in orange county with their amazing vietnamese Little Uh little saigon and around there and my boss knew i was into and as she was herself um you know all the variances of food that that are available here in la and we went everywhere and certainly had access to go everywhere And with the production, you're always trying to find a new place to eat like every day. Yeah. Mm. So I just would just, you know, plow through new restaurants or whatever. And it still amazes me that I'll talk to people all the time and they'll be like, oh, have you been here? It's amazing. I'll go. And they're like, oh, yeah, that place has been there for 40 years. Yeah. (laughs) And I've had no idea. It's not been on anyone's radar. Mm -hmm. No one that I even knew. You, know, because you have the to city live in is, Garden
2: Grove to know that it exists,
3: or or the the one place that's out in Long Beach, or a place that's out in. There's just it's mm-hmm. endless. End. It yeah, the, it really is the uh, North Hollywood, the the Valley, Ventura area. There's tons of just all these places out there that unless you're there, like what's the? I don't know if they're still open. I loved Al Amir, yeah. Lebanese. Oh no, is he still mm-hmm. open? If he's not, it's a shame, because um, that is fantastic Lebanese cuisine. And, and again, the other thing about Los Angeles, why I don't think it's weird for me to be in this old dim sum restaurant, the best cuisine in Los Angeles that I find over and over isn't in those antiseptic places that I was making fun of before. It's, as we say over again and again, in a goddamn strip mall. Yeah. Yep. Always. Always. That is the, totally. the soul of L.A. dining is in, I know everyone says the truck's. Trucks are all right. In my mind they're a little limited just simply because you can't have as much cooking equipment inside right. them. Mm-hmm. I mean it's cool. You they're can do literally vintage, limited. But you're limited because mm-hmm. of because of because of what you can produce there. But strip malls, perfect size, perfect rent, Maurop can do it. Mm-hmm. Parking. It's something that's just not afforded in other places. Signage. <laughs> and almost always much better than any of those places where they're paying mm-hmm. top dollar. Almost always. Like the little hole in the walls in the strip malls in my mind, infinitely better than all the meals that I go to that are fluffed up and the food may look pretty and they mm-hmm. may, you know it may be architecturally sound again and it may be, yep. you know, colorful, it may have edible flowers on it, but it's just not anything that I wake up like at four in the morning and go, God damn it, I'm gonna drive forty five minutes to go to this That's place. True. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I need to f- eat a fucking nasturtium leaf right now. If I don't get some <laughs> geoduck in me soon, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's that's very true. And I, I, yeah, you used to hear back in the day like, oh, it's in a strip mall, but you know, don't be fooled by that. It's actually really good. And now,
3: now people don't bother to completely,
2: say completely. Yeah, it's so commonplace that, that you're legit. like, oh, it's on a strip yeah. mall in the corner. Like, all right,
1: cool. Well, we grew up in Orange County. That's all there are. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that too. Part of Orange County, the Beach. Oh, okay. Like, there is no <laughs> other, like. That's kind yeah, of like, that's if not, it. If not, then is. you're going to Everything the mall. or the mall. The real yeah. mall. Otherwise, there ain't shit. Being
3: here this amount of time, I remember when I would, coming from the south, not the same as being from the east coast, like where Una's from. South Una's, Orange County? Una's from okay. New Jersey. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> i would remember when transplants from her end of the east coast would come out and it was always like exactly what you say that would be the apology about the strip mall yeah it's in this like you know cheesy strip mall or whatever this kind of stuff it's that all that type of thinking are still the prejudices of class and Mm -hmm. place yeah and completely and, and and they're they're like sort of implying that you need to have this you know
2: Ballet this, parking,
3: yeah, and this auditorium to consume in or whatever. Right. This, this this place where you're where you're going to be entertained. And I have nothing against atmosphere, you know. But I think a perfect example of how it isn't working, or at least for me, or why what I hear from a lot of our customers who have come and looked at the, you know, qu- I guess quaintness of eating at a glorified convenience store, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um is that. It's not a comfortable place for one of the things that I like to do the most, which is for me to step from behind when I catch up a little bit and go out and you know shoot the shit with my guests. Yeah, to yeah. be able to talk to them, I can't think of a time where I've been at any of these restaurants in the 18 years I've been in LA where I've seen the chef come out, say hello, thank you for coming out. I mean, I'm, I know you hear stories about it. And it's like it's it's a big fucking deal. Well, right. if my line's clear and I got a couple of minutes, why wouldn't I go out and do it? Yeah, and that's because. When you're building these, you know, uh, these like s- these, you know, the distance between the person that is preparing your food by, you know, layers of weight staff and mater D's and all that, sure. you miss one of the best part about communal eating, which is community. Mm-hmm. And, and, you- I, and I remember when I was a kid, all the places that I went to, I knew who was cooking my food
0: right I yeah. knew
3: the families that own that place they would come out and you'd see them. they'd be like oh that's you know mm-hmm. that's, that's the true. old man he's and he'd walk around <clears throat> and he'd like say hello to the babies and throw him a free dessert or something oh, like when that. they would
2: see you they'd be like oh this guy really likes the blah 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 with extra mayonnaise times, right, and he's right. gonna know yeah. just how you like it yeah,
0: yeah. and it feels you can, came up and talked to Jason and I one of our visits yeah, the, one of the first times I came here you just came we'll, up and you're yourself and Thank boom, this, boom, boom, boom. That's what we thought. But to me, that that's really nice. It, I hear people talk Why about it all you? the time, uh, like it's no, such
3: uh. a alien concept. And to me, that should be, again, you're serving someone some food. What it tells me if I say nothing to you is I'm like, I'm gonna let the food do the talking. Okay, right. that's cool. That's great. You know, you have this thing that looks like the Arc de Triomphe on my plate with <laughs> potatoes and like, you know, yeah, um, you know, that. You know, Thai carved vegetables, or all this. that's, that's <laughs> awesome. That's great. But if every place is like that, if every place is like that, then that's not special. No. Mm-hmm. And we're fancying the shit out of every place in the city. Where everything I go into now is the industrial floor room, the you know the, the reclaimed, wood, reclaimed wood walls, reclaimed wood walls, Edison the, bulbs. Yeah, and it's just, yeah. and it's making yeah. every place, no matter how amazing the food is forgettable. Thank because you. there's no exactly. sense of place and there's yeah. no sense of community.
2: When every place is special, no place is special. And well, here
3: I haven't gone and declared war in the entire city.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so different. That Do all of their
2: work. Yeah, and they, you can talk to them about it when they come Smooth and eat
0: your restaurant move. every day. Smooth business I mean, Smooth business I think that's
1: just dining period. I think it goes beyond LA too.
0: But right. it, it speaks to your passion and it also speaks to how deep your roots are in what you're creating and bringing to this neighborhood. I mean it is so oh, okay. it, it's so ingrained in your DNA the love and the the desire to share this with other people that I mean that's the kind of passion
2: that uh, y- you hear in your voice mm-hmm. you hear in your words and and you see in your restaurant well and when you're a like-minded person you're the kind of person like I see this guy he's doing exactly what he loves. I love it and I'm going to always give him my business and I'm going to give him my money. And then why wouldn't you want to come out and say thank you for giving me all this money and I let and letting me cook for you. It's
3: well, I I'll it's, tell it's, you it's, what, it's they keep throwing money at us. We're just going to do more crazy stuff cuz yeah. that's that's why we're in this business is to For me, I'm looking at it and I'm scratching, you know, just a scratch of the surface the of the Things that I was lucky enough to grow up with and were around that I would like to pass on to somebody, anybody that would appreciate it. So that's so we're going to
2: have some nitrogen oysters in here very soon. Yeah, guys. so uh, <laughs>
3: we're, we're going to see
0: first. some liquid nitrogen
1: here real soon. Yeah, well, <laughs> I worked in a lot of restaurants and had a lot of chefs and even owners, and not everybody can talk like you. So there's also that. I have not a lot of chefs that I've worked for who are great. Uh, that, Good point. That are. Ultra creative, maybe went to art school, God knows what, and, and they're they so fucking their, introverted sure. yeah. that you're absolutely this, right. The concept of that is not an ego. Th- it's a that is. Just, they're, that is oh, don't get true. me that's, don't yeah. get me wrong. Those yeah. are
3: now I'm again. That, I have infinite yeah. respect for those are yeah. the type of people that do like the. Uh, I one of the reasons that uh, Una and I met was through a um, a friend of mine at culinary school, and she was just. A demon with precision. She worked at Meliss, and uh, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was amazing in terms yeah, of
2: tweezer game. Mm-hmm. T- right. and,
3: and and you know what? OCD. That is yeah, exactly. Let's not let's let let's not make this not a compliment. I'm trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> OCD. Um, eh. No, but I'm saying that there is certainly truth, truth. there is certainly uh, there's there's places for that, and I appreciate as someone who has no patience for it whatsoever it's mystifying to me as well but at least from what we're doing from a southern perspective this is just speaking as a southern person yeah um and knowing that there is a certain degree of people that feel the same way that i do don't class up our food please yeah yep it doesn't Mm -mm. do it any favors and it's not going to do you any favors either
2: certain certain foods need to be kind of dirty little and and that's where the real that's where the flavors
3: i mean i would say that about any i mean we talk about that all the time like like when we go to places where there is an interpretation of food where they take something and they're like hey we're going to do this but we're just going to use prime ingredients which is fine
1: yeah mm-hmm.
3: but the problem with it is is the person that 's probably doing that is either not from that culture or informed by that culture, and they didn 't bother to get someone that was so what you do is you take those good ingredients right mm-hmm. and then you throw them at the person to make it who grew up making it yeah and that 's that 's something that we try to do here i i won 't let too much stray from that mm-hmm. i um i don 't want to do anything that is um ultimately fancy. Yep. Well, you're, you're doing it should a have job. it should have a flourish. There's nothing wrong with that, but it should still have its <laughs> foot in what a it is, flourish. which is, you know the um, the simple slow cooking food of that region of the country. Yeah,
2: that's the
1: backbone.
2: Yeah. Amen well thank you so much for doing this it's well, been a you. real treat i feel like you could have your own food podcast yeah, no that's kidding. a daily show fantastic yeah, <laughs> yeah, no bass
1: lines though we forgot about that it Just popped in the yeah, head yeah, oh, yeah. It, oh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll,
2: when, when i when i finish this up i'll play us out with some seinfeld bass music just for you awesome <laughs> which is really just a keyboard a synth
1: yeah and it's a real bass
2: so if you live in la or in the area come to this restaurant and by area we mean within 400 square miles <laughs> The uh, Little Jewel of New Orleans. And where can people find it online if they want to check it out? Um, we're at littlejewel.la. No HTTP. Little. Littlejewel.la.
4: Littlejewel.la. Okay.
2: Yeah. Highly recommended. And, um,
3: 207
2: Ord Street.
3: 207 Ord Street. That's right between up. Spring and New High, just up the hill from Philippe's. Mm-hmm. And the hours? <laughs> um, we are now um, Sunday... Through Thursday uh, the deli is open from 10:30 to nine o'clock okay. mm. with the last half an hour being takeout only
0: yeah And damn.
3: then on Friday and Saturday we stay open an extra hour so we're open at 10 also the last half an hour
2: mm-hmm. um, nice takeout only That is all day. Great. well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank um, you. if you like this show, you can go to this stewpodcast.com for all the episodes and subscribe on iTunes if you want to be nice and thank you so much for doing this. Thank, thank you. Thank you both. Come get a
3: pull boy.